Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's another episode of Simply Amazing. Uh, Tim Ryder, Taryn Sharma. You could probably tell by my voice, things aren't too jolly these days. Things aren't too cheery. The Mets are uh, back in the doldrums. Um, had a nice stretch. Went 10 and 5 from the middle of May till the uh, first day of June. And then have gone 1 and, one and 8 since. Uh, Taryn? What are your uh, initial thoughts on this little free fall that the Mets are experiencing? Yeah, it's uh, it almost literally feels like one step forward and two steps back, and um, they're just it, they don't look like they're having fun out there right now, and it's not fun to watch. And um, yeah, it's a bummer. Um, I mean, there's a lot of different ways that we can go with uh, with talking about what has gone wrong. I mean, one of the issues since the beginning of the season has been starting pitching. Um, they just haven't had it consistently. And um, when the guys that are, you know, we don't typically talk about salaries really because I, I don't think that it necessarily affects what a player, um, how a player should be viewed because that's what the market determined that their value was. But in this case, um, I think that the salaries reflect how important they are to the team. And when you have Scherzer and Verlander, who are first ballot Hall of Fame guys, just not contributing in a way that they have over the last few seasons, um, kind of defying their age, uh, that's going to make it really difficult to win. Um, and the Mets have uh, injuries in their rotation. Um, and they, they've really only gotten fairly consistent, good performance from Senga. And then other than that, I, I don't know if there's a single guy in the rotation that you can count on, on a specific turn through the order that is going to give you a, a good start. So, well, you know, Scherzer, I guess going into his last start, which he got beaten up pretty well, five earned over five and two thirds against the Braves. Um, his four starts leading up to that, I mean, he had a 1.08 ERA, 182 yeah. batting average against. He was really looking like he was coming around. And, um, you know, I think everyone was kind of looking at him to be the stopper. And uh, that, that loss against Atlanta was, it was, you know, anything but it and combine it with everything else that was going on. Um, I still have faith that, that Max and even Verlander can be who the Mets need them to be. I I kind of want to talk about what you brought up to start, I guess, uh, the first thing you said, which was it doesn't look like they're having much fun right now. Now, after we signed off on the last episode, we talked real quick about what the Diamondbacks were doing. I think they had just overtaken first place at the time. Yeah. I don't know if you've been watching much of Arizona, but that's yeah. a team that's having genuine fun playing baseball and yeah. like noticing what they're doing and even just looking around, you know, around baseball you can see that things that there's something wrong and it's not just performance wise with this team and i, I i'm not going to sit here and pro proclaim that i know what it is but something's off something's up however you want to put it um and i, I and again the, the, what can you really put your finger on the offense is Come and gone. It's it's shown its potential in spurts, but it's been nowhere near consistent. We talked quickly about the starting pitching. I honestly think that the bullpen is where the the crux of the Mets issues lie. You know, I know that losing Diaz hurt, and 
you know, Adovino not being the Adam Adovino of 2022, also, I mean, under magnifying glass with Diaz out and, you know, inopportune time to really not find your your groove. Robertson's been terrific, but again, he can't be perfect. But the Mets are leaning on, <laughs> you know, not the type of bullpen you really need. If you want to, you know, replicating a 100-win season is not impossible, but you shouldn't expect it. But to be successful, I don't think that they've got pieces in place. And that's just not the bullpen. It's maybe across the board that there might be pieces that need upgrades. And I don't know if that's at the root of, <laughs> I guess I'll call it the vibes issues. But like, like, like you said, they're just not having fun. And that spills over into production. You know, when you string together base hits, when you put together a crooked run on the board for, for in an inning, whatever, you know, that takes a certain amount of confidence. Baseball takes a certain amount of confidence. And whether it's something going on behind closed doors, whether it's just an, an overall lack of confidence, uh, I'm I'm getting to the point where I'm at a loss and this feels like Mets baseball has felt for my entire life. And I really felt we were past this. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe it's a matter of trust in each other, not believing that each other can get the job done. It could be that it could be um, just, I don't know what uh, the pressure of high expectations, the uh, maybe they don't like each other. I don't know. <laughs> hey, we've, we've seen this happen before in, yeah. in meth clubhouses, other clubhouses where, you know, off field stuff can get in the way, but, yeah, I don't want to put it on off-field stuff. No, it just seems so unlikely with this group, right? Because they're all like family guys. Yeah. It seems unlikely that there would be any any situation that could arise that would lead to them hating each other from off-the-field stuff. But, I mean, who knows? I yeah. Mean, uh, <laughs> but that, doesn't that fall on leadership, though? Like, if you can – if us as fans can sense something's up – and then I'm not just talking about Buck. I'm talking about the leaders in that room. And, and, you know, a lot of people have – we can get into Buck forever. I'm not quick – I'm not going to be like, oh, this is all Buck's fault. Buck can't swing a bat. Buck can't throw a strike. No. You know, Buck's there to motivate and Buck's there to make the right decisions, which he hasn't always been an A-plus on. But if the, if the leadership isn't there in that room to re-motivate that group, then, you know, maybe this group has bigger issues. Yeah. I, maybe they do. I, um no, Buck has definitely not pushed the button so seamlessly as he did last year. But, um, I mean, a lot of that is performance, right? Like, I think a lot of that is performance and personnel. Yeah. Like, when he's making bullpen decisions, when your options are John Curtis or Tommy Hunter and you still have, you know, a, a shred of a chance to win a ball game, you know, you're you're in trouble. And that's not a knock on, on John Curtis or Tommy Hunter. Tommy Hunter, of course, was DFA'd, but, you know – his his responsibilities ranged anywhere from, you know, important, semi-important outs to mop-up duty. You yeah. know, that's just not an ideal situation for any want-to-be competitive ball club to be in. That's, again, not a knock on Tommy Hunter, but that... No, he, he performed well, up. and he was a bit of a mascot also. <laughs> from, from all accounts, he was beloved in the clubhouse. Yeah. I know the fan base loved him. But yeah, I mean... This this organization, which is which is taking leaps and bounds in where they're going, it seems like they're <laughs> they're very hesitant to to make moves that need to be moved that needed to be made. I don't know a month ago. 
which runs very contrary to everything that we've heard from Cohen. But really what I think is that he is being patient and he sees this now as um, like that they're going to need to retool. And so, yeah, yeah, I I, I think that you're going to if if this continues the way that it's going, I think you're going to see a lot of new faces. Oh, I mean, we already heard the rumors that that uh, Stearns from Milwaukee yeah. will be here in a front office position next year. Starting there and and him bringing in whoever he really likes as uh, manager. Yeah. Oh, and it, it could change the whole face of where we're going. And, and I have confidence that this organization is going to, you know, do all they can to pick things up. I'm just hoping that it's this year. I mean, you could look towards the future and that confidence that you never used to have, like, oh, God, this was, <laughs> this was uh, you know, a lightning in a bottle and it's never going to happen again. I don't think that's the case with this organization anymore. I think they're going to do their best to to make it work, even when things don't work. Well, but it kind of has to be this year uh, in, yeah. in a way, right? Because where's the pitching necessarily coming from? Um, you're kind of counting on these older guys to, to be good. Mike Vassell is at AAA now. He just got moved up. I guess like he's an option, but he's probably like a mid to back of the rotation kind of guy. Um, I'm not sure like where the influx of talent is going to come from unless they're going to keep spending. And um, I mean, I'm hopeful that they'll do that. I'm hopeful that they'll be in on the Otani sweepstakes, but those things are not guarantees. You have no idea who's going to be available and it's not like the Mets necessarily have a, a ton of prospect capital to trade. Um, at least not guys that you want to move. Yeah, exactly. Um, so maybe some lower level guys. I know that they really like jet Williams. He seems like a very exciting prospect. Um, kind of like a scrappy guy. Maybe they could move him. Sure. Uh, JT Schwartz. Um, uh, I mean, Alex Ramirez seems like he's going to be quite a quite a ball player, but he started know, to pick it up again. Yeah, leverage wise, they're over a barrel. I mean, if they would have gone out and tried to make moves right when Diaz got hurt again, their leverage would have been shot. Yeah, that first two weeks of the season, man. I mean, they they could have been putting feelers out. Maybe we maybe they were, but man, it, it, it seems like everybody in the organization was just waiting for the other shoe to drop for this team to do well. I mean, I would already have my, my, you know, five different pots on the stove right now, all, you know, simmering and, and seeing what we need next. And it started 14 and seven. Uh, yeah, April but, was fun. Yeah. But you, 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 you saw things happening you saw weak spots kind of develop. And I don't know. It, it's almost like you, 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 we could have written this story ahead of time, you know, every day or every game for the last, like what, six weeks. Yeah. It's almost like we know what's happening. That's, you know, that's just a, not a fun way to enjoy the game. But um, when the guys that you're watching are acting out the same feelings, I mean, that's, yeah, that's cause for concern, I guess. I guess you yeah. could say that, but like, like Dominic Leone, he was picked up, you know, off the heap. Yeah. He's put in some good innings. That's great. But, you know, where where are the actual upgrades that you need if you want to stay competitive? Hey, if internally they don't think this is a competitive team and they're just kind of going to go through the motions and maybe get some looks at the young guys over the course of the year, whatever. But 
just know that you're disappointing a lot of fans who had very high expectations. I honestly don't think that's the case, but you just have to wonder what what's going on behind these scenes right now that there's all of these just glaring areas of need and nothing's really, nothing's cooking. It's odd. Yeah, well, I think that they're also going to disappoint the guy that signs the checks, which uh, <laughs> is arguably more important. But hey, he's playing with pocket change, and then you know I don't like counting anybody's money, especially the owner of a ball club. And but you know this isn't his day job. He got into this to win titles, and that's you know that's ideally what a what a baseball owner or a sports owner should be. Um, the last, of course, the last ownership group was more worried with making money on this team, not actually, you know, seeing a team succeed. Yeah. Best of both worlds, you see both things happen. But yeah, I, I you know, I can't. I, I, his interview with Joel Sherman in the Post, or the article by Sherman in the Post with Cohen's quotes, you know, he seems very measured. I know in the past with the with the point. Um, gosh, now I can't remember the name of the of the. The hedge fund. Anyway, Cohen's hedge fund. Um, what is it? Point forty-two. Okay, thank you. So, um, oh shoot, now I lost my entire train of thought. Oh, so he, he's measured, but you've heard of him talk talk in the past about his day job and how things are. I guess it's a performance based industry, and if guys aren't cutting it, you got to bring in people who are. I'm almost waiting for that shoe to drop now. And I, I, it almost feels like, I mean, personally, I have been waiting for that shoe to drop. And I thought that was kind of the, the MO of this new, the new Mets, these Mets, you know, oh, shit's not working. Let's pick it up and fix it as fast as possible. And it's kind of just a lot of sitting and waiting right now as a fan, as at least perception wise, as an organization, I just hope they got something um in the works because they need a lot of help right now. Yeah, so there's 66 games into the season. Um, so sort of 96 left? Yeah. It so. seems like a lot, but is it really? No, it gets late early. <laughs> it does, man. Those three lights come on quick. Yeah. So I'm not sure. Uh, I, I, I think that if, if you're listening to this, you can kind of sense that we're a little bit lost for words. Like Absolutely. Uh, where else can you be right now? No, I, I'm just stunned that that it's gone like this. I mean, maybe I should have known, but I, I mean, maybe I don't know enough about baseball. But <laughs> we don't know ball, Taryn. That's yeah. official. We 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 do not know ball. Um, no, you know what? I think uh, you know the, the the most brilliant minds in the game expected the Mets to be competitive, possibly World Series contenders this year. Um, I think everybody knew that there were weaknesses. And I think everyone, I mean, we've talked about this previously. How we, we were all expecting Billy Epler in his front office to bring in some more power, to solidify the bullpen when you knew that you lost one of the best closers in the game for what looks like most of the season. Maybe he'll be back at the end in Diaz. If they knew this I was could almost, like, Sorry to interrupt. Oh, I could almost forgive the, the, you know, trying to replace Diaz. One, it's an impossible task, but two, it happened uh, at, like in the middle of spring training. Yeah. I don't mean, you, you, like you said, you can't replace Diaz, but you can shore up that, you know, that, that seventh inning. So they, you're not relying on people who shouldn't be pitching in very high leverage situations um, on daily basis or regularly, I should say. And, and, you know, I just, 
hindsight being 2020, I think the Mets made some hopefully not fatal flaws in their decision-making process when things did not start off so well. And well, I think Rayleigh has been pretty good, but Rayleigh's been, no, Rayleigh's been great. I think Brigham's been, has had his times. Um, I think we talked about Leon. I mean, he's been up and down, but for a guy off, uh, off the trash heap and that's not a knock on the trash heap, just it is what it is. Um, he's been helpful, but yeah, you know, if you could go look on the trade market and, you know, go be a savvy GM, pick up some money on somebody, move them over. I don't know, man. I'm scared for him to make any trades, honestly, given how the, uh, the Darren Ruff deal went, but. Oh God. You know, JD Davis is still having a really nice season. You know, he's like, top five uh, for all-star voting or something like that. Who Well, San Francisco always, always just kills it in the, the all-star voting. They always have. Um, I'm actually, I want to look at the numbers that he's having right now, because, you know, imagine the Mets still had that right-handed bat in their lineup. That would be something else, man. Well, I think as far as the bullpen goes also, maybe they were expecting uh, Drew Smith to, take another step forward and he really hasn't he's been much much worse than last year it feels like even though the numbers are kind of similar here you look at the well i mean maybe they're not so his x fit last year uh 372 and uh this year is four and a half like, that's not good that's <laughs> really bad no um, and he it, <laughs> He's got such – that slider is so nasty, and he pairs it off so well with his cutter Well, when he's right. Um, and, you know, and I think uh, – who did we see on over the weekend? He went high and away to somebody with a fastball, and it was like 97, but the way he was using all his other pitches, it worked out really well. I still like Drew Smith. I, I still think that he can be a, um, a useful piece, but, you know, he's not a – seventh inning guy in a close game every time he goes out on a competitive ball club. He can be a, a competitive, uh, useful piece, but, uh, you know, you can't just throw the guys into the fire and rely on them and expect them to be, oh, yeah, step right in, go be an all-star. <laughs> you know, he might have that stuff, but it's a, it's a fickle game. It's a very nuanced game where, you know, you throw a guy in there, he finds a little trouble and um, takes a while to get back in that, in that mind frame. Yeah. I'm going to look at his stat cast stuff too. Okay. So yeah, his bower rates up, his sweet spot rates up. Yeah. Hard contact is up 10% for him year over year. Jeez. Sweet spots up four and a half percent. Gave up 14 barrels all of last year. He's given up nine already this year. Walk rates up 2%. Yeah. Something's going on, man. Like, do you, do you point any fingers at Hefner? I think everybody is due some sort of criticism. Oh, sure. But like a fireable offense? Uh, no, not yet. Probably not. But that's because I had a very high opinion of him before. Oh, same here. A hundred percent. I think we're on the same page there. And again, I think it's a personnel thing. Like you can't take a, a B team and expect an A team. Even the best coach in the world can't, can't work that magic. And, and, you know, you can't dedicate, you know, little bit of time to help everybody, you know, Oh, one guy's struggling. Okay. Let's focus our efforts on him. <laughs> the whole group is struggling. Hey, you got to go and try and fix everybody. It's a, um, you know, it's a tall task. I'm curious to know how this hitting 
structure is working out. The hitting coaching structure with Barnes and with uh, Luhinski's in there, and you still have um, what's his name now? He's the bench coach. It's sure. that had to be a bit confusing. I know it's not football where you're changing a playbook, but just the approach, you know, that confidence. I think it comes back to the confidence. Yeah. Um, I wonder what kind of difference that makes moving Chavez to the bench. Um, Chavez, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm like rattling off names. No. Boy, we, I don't think we had much of a structure today at all, but this is fun. No, this is like therapy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's just, it's, uh, there's a lot not going well. I, Brian Kennedy had a great video that um, went on social media today. Um, I, I think I retweeted it. Uh, I'll retweet it um, again. But the uh, there there are so many issues that have befallen the Mets so far. But it's it's everything. It's the starting pitching has not been good. It's uh, bottom third of the league. The bullpen has not been good. It's bottom third of the league. And then on top of that, the offense is like below average. So it's not like the offense is going to be able to pick them up. It, it's just everything. Somebody it's, needs to come through. I, uh, Lindor, since his comments about needing to be better, has, to his credit, been better over the last couple of weeks. But it's just, <laughs> it is, um, it's on every level. Like, uh, And then losing Pete. Pete was like the glue uh, of what's, of anything good that's been happening. He's been right in the middle of it. And now he's yeah, because at least he can hit the ball out of the ballpark. And he has been. Oh, and he has been. He's been doing it in in, in big spots. He's been, yeah. you know, I mean, now you're putting twenty two pretty much all of your power hopes on the shoulders of a of a twenty one year old rookie catcher. Oh, but, and Tommy Pham. And Tommy Pham has been outstanding and, and yeah. good for him. Credit to Appler for that one. He did a good job with that. Ah, <laughs> uh, Vogie's been um out of the lineup. Not not I guess not conspicuously out of the lineup. Like, uh, you know. It, Again, these are all decisions that kind of had to be made, and I'm curious how long he's going to be around. Now the Mets have Luke Voigt. Um, wondering if he's going to be much of an, uh, an addition, if he can make his way up to the big club and you know give you some right-handed pop. I hope that doesn't indicate that Pete's going to be out for an extended time. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you saw the video that went out, uh, has been posted a couple of different places today, that event that Pete was doing um, – He's wearing a splint. He says, I know it looks bad, but um, he's on track. And I think it'll be, what, like a month, they said? Yeah, he said three to four weeks. Yeah. Hey, so, if Robinson Cano can tear his hamstring and come back in three, let's see if Pete can make it back from a uh, from a, a, a bone bruise or a contusion and less, we hope. Yeah, I think Pete will have to do it naturally, which may be <laughs> But the, uh, with, with – um, Voight, he really struggled uh, with Milwaukee. They cut him loose. I think he was slugging like two something, which yeah. Um, and uh, so now he's going to get this other opportunity, and and we'll see how he does at Syracuse because um, he's going to report there. Uh, I don't know. It's just- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's um, it's a perfect storm of 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 crap right now. That's what yeah. it is. It's not great, but hey, you want to take a quick break? We'll come back and we'll talk about the kids. Sure. Talk about the kids. All right. Hang tight, guys. We'll be right back for a quick second half. All right. Welcome back. Um, 
So very quickly, before we sign off for the day, um, Francisco Alvarez, of course, is coming into his own at a rapid pace. I believe he entered Monday uh, fourth place among National League catchers in all-star voting. I'm not sure exactly the order, but it's JT Romuto, Sean Murphy, and who's the third guy ahead of him? Um, nope. No, I can't remember. Anyway, uh, we talked before the break about how Francisco Alvarez has become pretty much the Mets' main power source, or at least consistent power source, as uh, as Pete's been out. Brett Beatty has struggled quite a bit, and I know the Mets were expecting him to really come into his own and and, and find that same comfort level that Alvarez has. Um, any concerns on his trajectory? Just he's coming along, and this is you know just part of the process. Well, he's been hitting the ball on the ground a lot, obviously, but um, based on some things I've read from other people online, it's uh, that's just kind of his profile. That's how he's been. So um, I'm not sure if that's a cause for concern. He hasn't necessarily been valuable to the Mets this year so far, but uh, I'm looking at advanced stats, hitting the ball hard about 50% of the time. That's pretty good. Um uh, his expected WOBA is significantly higher, so like it should be around 340, um, which is I think is it 330 is league average. Um, but right now, what he's doing is like sub 300. So yeah, I, I mean uh, the the beauty of age, right, is that we are going to give him more chances. He should get more chances. <clears throat> it's interesting. Obviously he's got a bigger sample size now, but when you look at the type of contact that he's making now, as opposed to his brief stint last year before the injury. And uh, during that time, he was either hitting the ball like pretty hard or hard. And uh, now he's hitting the ball softly a lot more. I'm not sure if that's like, statistically significant given that he didn't have a huge run before but um i mean the numbers are are somewhat similar if you look at his uh ground ball fly ball ratio um in triple a it's like 2.25 uh at double a in 2022 which he really did a good job it was 1.38 so um I mean, maybe that is something. Uh, right now, it's close to two at the major league level. So, yeah, um, you can see where he's succeeding. You can see where he's struggling, and I think it's just a it's a it's a time thing. It's not necessarily a talent thing. I mean, against fastballs, he's got hard hit percentages: fifty uh, percent against the four four seamer, fifty seven point one percent against the sinker, sixty percent against the cutter. Uh, you look at his whiff rates against the slider 38.9%, the changeup 30%. He's having trouble with major league breaking stuff and major league off-speed stuff. I mean, yeah. that's natural for a kid his age with that level of experience. Yeah. Um I do like how he's he's really playing up against the curveball. He's got a 286 batting average, 68 uh plate appearances finished on the curveball, hitting 286 against him with a 714 um slugging percentage that's 
very impressive you're facing major league curveballs. Now, again, curveballs aren't primary secondaries, if that makes sense for everybody. Uh, everyone's going with sliders or sweepers, whatever these days. But he's tracking curveballs, which, you know, you're dropping, let's say, 40 inches. Um, that's impressive. That's a very, very nice building block. I would like him to 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 learn to adapt to change-ups. Sliders, you know, your best hitters in the game are going to chase sliders and they're going to um, have trouble with them. And, you know, some guys will throw you a change-up and they'll just knock your socks off with it. Not every guy has that type of type of change up. And I think it's a, it's a pitch that Beatty has that tracking ability, the ball tracking or the pitch tracking ability to really do damage on changeups that maybe don't have that same lateral movement to it that have that dip to it, but just kind of sit there and don't exactly dip out. Um, I think he could take advantage on spots like that. And I think it's just, you know, kind of part of the process in his, in his case. Yeah. Uh, reading, this year's uh, prospect preview on Fangraphs, they uh, they say about Beatty specifically that he made subtle swing changes last year that um, have allowed more of his raw power to become game power, um, but always a high ground ball rate hitter. So um, maybe something has changed in his stance. I, I don't know. I would have to watch video in order to, to be able to tell, but that's something that maybe they could look at. You would hope so. I mean, there's uh, clearly there's so much talent there. Um, you know, that's a guy who who can be a huge piece, especially if the Mets really make a run um, over the last, you know, what do we got? Two thirds of the season, probably much less than that. Um, Mark Vientos. Mark Vientos has not had much of a shake at uh at all <laughs> uh, with Pete out, you would assume he'd be getting more looks at first, maybe some DH reps. Uh, we've yeah. seen Canna taking reps at first. I think Vientos did get a game out there. Only way for him to get any better is experience. Um, at what point are you just saying, all right, Mark Vientos sink or swim, you know, not permanently of course, but uh, let's see what you got. Go play a week at first base and let's, let's see what we can do here. Do you think he's ready to take that on? Yeah, I would rather see whatever he can do as opposed to like bringing Luke Voigt up. Yeah, oh, I think absolutely. You have to you get to see, you know, if you have something there. Otherwise, you know, the, you can move on if that's the case. But there's really no reason for them to be giving Vogel back or, uh, or um, some of the other veterans that they have looks over him. I, I would much rather see what he has to offer when the veterans are not really doing anything. Nick Cannon's picked it up a little bit more uh, and he's been playing a lot of first base, but Buck has said that that's not like going to be an everyday thing. Mark Cannon is not going to be the everyday first baseman for the next month while Pete is out. Um, so I, I'd like to see Vientos get those opportunities and see if he can't pick up that 22 way to runs created which is such a ugly number, but um, like you said, he really hasn't had the opportunities yet. So uh, yeah, I, I think that that's, that should be a, an organizational goal, especially if the team is not going to pitch well enough to win, you might as well see what you have. By the way, what did you think of uh, Buck making the decision to pinch hit Luis Guillorme there on, on Sunday? I, 
to wonder what Buck was thinking, but that's not, I guess that's, that's why job, that's why uh, Buck makes the, uh, has the job, I guess, you know, maybe he wanted contact and we know that Guillaume's contact profile will, you know, generally play well. It hasn't played well this year. Um, His glove is, you know, I know there were some errors in the pod in the pirate series this weekend, but drop that um, transfer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, across the infield, I, I, what was that Saturday or Sunday? I think that three. It was the game that they won incidentally. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah. I, you have to wonder. You, you really do. Uh, I, I couldn't answer that. that. Strange. Yeah. It, it's he's, he's had more questionable decisions in the first third of the season than he probably did all year last year. And again, situations have either right or wrong decisions. Generally, I guess in any spot you want to make more right than wrong, but everyone's going to make bad decisions, especially in this game. You know, it's a very, very, uh, it's a hot seat. Even if you're coming off a hundred win season, it's, it's an NL manager of the year. It's a, it's a hot seat, but, I think he's all right. I think he's just there's a lot a lot of stuff to wade through there. Yeah. Well we'll (laughs) follow it. I hope it gets better. (laughs) Oh, it has to, man. You got the Yankees for two and I I know I the the Subway series doesn't do much for me, but you know, maybe these guys get up for uh for a Yankee series. Who knows? Yeah, you talk about two teams that both kind of really need a win. I know that the Yankees have been significantly better than the Mets this year, but um, they're also kind of in a weird spot without Judge. So, yeah, uh, you got a lot of talent there. Uh, Volpe's having a really, really tough go. Um, I still believe in his talent one hundred and ten percent, dude. I think Glaber Torres is still such a nice ball player. I know that he had really a couple of tough, uh, bad couple of years. Um, and you know he he'll go through very very down stretches, but very very fond of him as a player. I know Yankee fans are tough on him, but uh, I'm a fan of him. I think he can always do damage. You have to wonder what's going on with Stanton. I know injuries kind of—I don't want to say wiped out his career, but um, they've left him in a spot that I don't think I, I never expected him to be at this low a point at this point in his career. You know, even even though he was a you know two forty two fifty. 40 home run hitter, which, you know, power hitter, quintessential power hitter. One of my favorite guys in the game, man. Just when he's right, he is just incredible. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, I like, you know, I like on the Yankees, Clark Schmidt. I don't know if, I don't know if the Mets. Yeah, he had a good start on Sunday night. Oh, he, he did pitch Sunday night? I, I didn't watch the game. No, they got Severino, who's been so-so. He's had a couple of good starts, a couple of not-so-great starts. Domingo Herman has been... Pretty solid for them. Oh, and we got to oh good, we get to face Cole. Cole versus Verlander on uh on Thursday. That should oh no, Wednesday, excuse me. That should be uh Oh my goodness, look at Cole. Two point eight four ERA, ninety strikeouts. Anybody have good numbers against Cole? No, but Willie Calhoun's a four fifty five average against Verlander. What is this? <laughs> That's crazy. Dude, I, I I'm I'm like I'm not even quietly. I'm outwardly rooting for Willie Calhoun, man. I've, I've been a fan with him since he was with the Rangers, just waiting for him to take off. I, don't, I, I hope he's. Uh, I hope he sticks around. The Yankees can find their way. 
He was a Dodger prospect originally, right? I believe so. I know I picked up on him. Was it Texas? Yeah, I want to say it was him and who's the other infielder? Like a third, Ronald Guzman. I was very high on both of them. It's probably like five years ago. And uh, yeah, I'm just glad Calhoun got back. I think I want to say Guzman was with the Yankees earlier this year. Might still be in the organization, but I don't think he made it to the uh, to the big club. Hmm. Uh, we'll have to come back after the uh, after the series. Hopefully, the Mets can find some juice because this is uh, this has been tough to watch. Yeah, maybe Marte start picking it back up. See uh, what we have in the kids. Uh, I hope you know. They got to do something, man. And then not the kids, just the team. Yeah. Well, this is the yeah. least optimistic podcast of the optimistic podcast. This is the least optimistic 40 minutes of my entire Mets fandom. <laughs> I'm not joking. No, this is, it's, this has been tough. Um, yeah. We didn't even get to Ronnie, but we're, we're just about out of time. Um, I do want to see him up soon, but yeah, um, we'll get, we'll get into that next time. Um, Taryn, anything else on your end? No. Um, what's the sign off? It's let's fucking go Mets. Come on, please. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Peace. <laughs>